morning on this April 16th, 2019, Tuesday. Hope you all find blessed and all is well with you. Hope you did your taxes yesterday. Uh, well, actually, I hope you did them before that. So I hope you don't misuse misuse the uh, tax refund on on self, but help others help others that are suffering a greater need than yourself, which is what we're supposed to do in Christ Jesus. We don't, you know, we don't bless ourselves. Um, God don't bless us just for ourselves. He blesses us to be a blessing to others. He gives us freely. He gave us a free gift of uh, His Son Jesus Christ to suffer and die for us that when we receive him freely we give it we don't take what is God's and that he gave us for free and charge us Ooh, that message was for somebody let's go sting somebody now, late uh, probably about a month or so ago um, give or take I don't remember the exact time uh, but I had to wait on God's timing I had to wait and continue listening and serving him where he's placement of service uh, but I had to uh, for him to expound upon this lesson out there but uh, I was reading through LinkedIn out there how an individual you know he holds himself out to be a Christian a brother in Christ so it's, there's none of us and we can say well yeah we could be fruit bearers this is, do we know what fruit we're looking for not really and do we know what the fruits mean you know, you know, it's not just like, okay, we're looking for an apple one, you know, you know but are we true, do we truly know um, what, an or, what an apple tree looks like uh, so we can discern if it's going to be an apple? We may be looking for an apple, but it may be an orange tree because we're ignorant. That's another lesson for another time. That's interesting. So... But that's that we still can, no matter what, we can still do that. We still can't see somebody. Then it may be the winter season when fruit does not bear. Uh, the word of God is in season and out of season. And opportune and not opportune. So that's just like we are to speak the word of God. Whether we're in season or out of season. Period. End of story. We're to proclaim the gospel everywhere to everyone. That God allows us to cross our path. We don't wait till the right time. Yeah, we do wait out there. Uh, but when our paths are crossed, then we know it. But if we're not discerning spirit, then obviously we're we're playing in the flesh instead of otherwise. Oh, that wasn't part of the message. Thank God. But there was a this this brother, this individual, um, is trying to again. LinkedIn is a networking type of site. It's a um, recruiting type of a site, job oriented, uh, getting to know one another, help uh, one another in a worldly sense out there, but God can still, uh, since God is in control of all things out there, and he'll allow all things for di certain seasons, like what we're seeing now is uh, the soon coming uh, Antichrist, who is a manifestation as Jesus was the manifestation, is the manifestation of God himself, God the Father. Um, Antichrist will be in the manifestation of uh, Satan, I tell you, when this basically world is turned over to him, when the Spirit of God is removed from the, pulled back from this earth, you know, he'll just let his hand be pulled back, his power, his work be pulled back, and basically everybody will try to be groping in the dark, um, doing what they want according to the flesh out there. That will not be a good thing.
God will say, okay, you want to do everything yourself? Okay, go ahead. Uh, and pull it back, which means you're going to destroy it. God's basically going to turn, us, turn those continue rejecting Jesus Christ. Those continue to do things on their own. We're going to turn them over to themselves, and which means they'll get destroyed. Hopefully, they'll, they'll get to the end of themselves where the flesh is getting ready to be destroyed. They're getting ready to physically die. Um, but God's still in charge of the soul. Um, he's never turned over to Satan. He's never turned over to man. Um, the destruction of the soul. Um, that's his control, but that's our choice. If we continue rejecting Jesus Christ, um, then we're gonna we're basically sending ourselves to hell. God don't want anybody to go to hell, but He does want us to believe in Jesus Christ. Um, okay, that's the gospel in a nutshell. That's very summed up version of the gospel. But um, that wasn't intended either. But the deception is trying to justify retirement, and now they're trying to go after the getting priests and pastors out of there using the old Levitical teaching um, in Numbers chapter 8. Uh, now remember, this was given, the, the first covenant, the first promise was given to Abraham, and then to Isaac, and then to Jacob in their respective generations. Um... Israel, Israelites still are the people of God. They still are the firstborn. They still inherit the first blessing out there, even though they left. You know, now they reject, then they give it up, like Esau did. And generations of them have rejected. You know, and a lot of them, they didn't stay the covenant that uh, God gave them over there. But back then, in the Old Testament, in this particular verse, uh, chapter 8 of Numbers, God was setting up there under the tribe of Levite. They didn't have no partial land. They weren't given um, out of the new, uh, out of the 12 tribes. They're the ones that didn't have a set land like Reuben, uh, Judah, one, um, Gad. No, I'm not going to get them all. And that's not the point of that one. But they were the keepers of the tent. They were like the peace, the priests, the pastors are uh, kind of. Being said, they're like the elders are today, basically. Um, they had the law, they had to study the law, interpret it. For the, they were supposed to interpret it for the power of God. But we know through Jesus Christ, he revealed the Pharisees then were not doing so. They were interpreting it according to the flesh, what they wanted to do. They put themselves in the seat of Moses. And Jesus warned against that. And this is, well, you did that. I didn't appoint you to Moses' seat. You did that. You chill. You took a seat. That's another lesson related to this one. But verse 23 of chapter 8, the Lord spoke to Moses saying, This applies to the Levites from 25 years old and toward and upward they shall, it suffers in a line there, upward they shall come to do duty in the service of the tent of meeting. And from the age of 50 years, they should withdraw from the duty of the service and serve no more. They minister to their brothers in the tent of meeting by keeping guard, but they shall do no service. Thus they should they thus shall you do to the Levites and assign their duties. Now in this chapter when it says this applies, you know, go back and read the prior verses of there. Basically it's describing what the Levites are, what they were to do. Um that was physically done. That was a temporary. The Levitical church um, came from the loins of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. Matter of fact, they were born. Levi himself was born. Um, actually, that was before Moses even. 
Moses and Aaron were allegedly from the tribe, but that was before the tribes. The tribes didn't come, the 12 tribes of Israel did not come about until Jacob. They were shown before that. The covenant's not a given or even be, uh, for that book. When we jump over to Hebrews, it gives a little bit more. Chapter 7, Jesus himself didn't come from, he's the most high priest. It's talking about there being another priest. Jesus, as you know, brought forth the new covenant. That's the old covenant. Jesus, the new covenant replaced the old. That doesn't mean the um, the Old Testament is invalid now. The New Testament points to the old and still points towards items in Revelation that haven't yet come to pass. And it even points all told how the new Israel, new heaven is going to come about when this old one passes away. No sinner, no unbeliever will be in there. No more. That's it. You, you choose, you know, if you don't choose Jesus Christ now while you have breath in your lungs, you're not going to choose him when you die. It's too late. Because we have to, as Romans 10.9 says, we all, each, have to bow down before Jesus Christ. We all will, actually, bow down before Jesus Christ. We have to confess with our mouths and believe in our hearts. We believe in our hearts. It's going to come out in our mouths. You know, what comes out. It's just like, the more we see, the more we come to Jesus Christ, that don't mean all the junk has gotten out there yet. It's like when we go into an apartment in a house, Jesus Christ comes in, takes up residence, and it's not just Jesus. Jesus, it's the whole God himself. It's the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit that spiritually abide in us, and they're cleaning us out. They're cleansing us out. They're cutting out any cancers. They're cutting out all the sins, removing all the sins. You know, They're showing us what needs to be, what junk needs to be tossed out. This is throw that out that's i don't like it it's not in my house i'm not gonna buy it in this house without it jesus knew that when he comes in here when he says save me i come in and i cleanse you out that's that cleansing that takes a lifetime as long as we're in this temple some people you become late in life you may or may not have a lot of junk you could have been a good moral person all their life but you didn't receive jesus christ um, none of us can say but as far as the levites it's no more over here. Jesus wrote from, and this is pronounced wrong. I apologize for that. Hebrew names. Um, Abraham, before the tribe of Levi, before the co you know, covenant was fulfilled, and it started giving it to him, but it had not yet been fulfilled to Abraham. After, after the wars that involved uh, his nephew Lot um, took them captive, and Abraham came back from fighting the wars. He came across this priest of God, which is described in Hebrews chapter 7. Um, Jesus is from that line. It's called um, the priest uh, Melchizedek. Man, I'd, no wonder nobody names their kids like that anymore. And anybody that does, I don't think you were told by God. No sense to think. Um, King of Salem, priest of the Most High God, met Abraham. This is verse 1 of Hebrews. See, Hebrews summarizes but sometimes expounds that's why when we're when those that are precious elders teachers um appointed by god he's spoken it by the oath he says i want to put you in that position moses that didn't want it Not, i don't know of any true pastor that does it um god will say i want to put you the girl said why are you put me there i ain't nothing remember god always chooses the weak he chooses us to go in a position that is beyond ourselves because, he, one, he doesn't want us to become prideful. Two, he doesn't want us to rely on 
our skills, our talents. We want you to realize he gave us talents. He gave us skills. God will never put us in a position that we can do on ourselves. I just read that, and that just came to mind again. That was a brick. A little minder. Uh, brick's a good thing, by the way. Not a bad thing. Then Abraham returned from the slaughter of the kings and blessed him. Abraham gave him a tenth. That's before the tithing was set up. You know, that's before the sacrifice. He willingly gave him. It's interesting that this priest um, was without father or mother or genealogy, having neither. This is verse 3 of Hebrews. Uh, I'm still in Hebrews uh, 7. I probably will camp out there for a while. Beginning of days, no end of life, but resembling the Son of God, he continues to preach forever. Now, technically, he didn't because you don't hear him again until Hebrews. And the Hebrews is of the Old Testament. So you didn't hear about him again. He pointed. This is the example of Jesus Christ. Most of the stuff in the Old Testament was for examples, both for our learnings, but also for our um, edification, for our instruction of what to do and what not to do. Just second like ago, I said myself, you know, the example of Adam and even choosing to sin against God. Um, but he gave that one. That was before that. So the descendants of Levi, who received the priestly office in verse 5, have a commandment in the law that takes tithes from the people. But they also gave, through Abraham, they gave tithes to this most high priest. But this man, who does not have his descent from, nor receive tithes from Abraham, and blessed him who had, who had the promises. God already gave the promises to Abraham. Before he ran across them. So he didn't even have to do that. Well, so somebody higher. Who is Jesus Christ? He was both present in the Old Testament. As well as the New. They don't want to sit before. We don't want to sit before. Too many of us don't want to sit before the Lord. To listen to him. To say and expound upon it. Now if perfection. Verse 11. Had been attainable. Through the Levitical priesthood. For under it. This is in parentheses. People received the law. What further need would there have been for another priest to arise after the order of Mel Shadikit? I might just say, you know, Pastor Mel. <laughs> At this point, I may go ahead and do that so I don't have to stutter with it. Rather than one named after the order of Aaron. For when there is a change in the priesthood, there is necessarily a change in the law as well. For the one of whom these things are spoken belong to another tribe, for which no one has ever served at the other. For it is evident that our Lord, and this is talking about Jesus Christ, was descended from Judah. Remember, he came through David. King David's uh, descended before that, but he was still at the beginning, because he was with God in Genesis 1 when everything was created. Everything was created by him, for him, and of him. Um Descended from Judah in connection with that tribe, Moses had nothing about priests. No priest ever came from Judah. Nothing. So you begin to wonder, how can we justify God's... You can look at pastors. Paul served until death, and he was both a pastor and elder. Before that, he was a Pharisee. Technically, he should have retired to 50 then, what you're saying. The world, it isn't amazing how the lost, the world... Without knowing it, we'll use twisted scripture, taking it out of context, without studying the whole meaning. That's why we are told to study 
the whole counsel of God. The whole counsel of God don't necessarily mean go and get a whole bunch of pastors and teachers and preachers together. That means the whole counsel of God is the whole word of God from Genesis to Revelation because it's all relevant. That's why Genesis 2.24 to 2.26, when it talks about man shall leave his father, we have to go study the whole scripture. God didn't give that answer to them that were writing it to Moses back then. Until he didn't get that until he told the apostle Paul to write it down in Ephesians chapter 5. That that was Jesus Christ that came down, left the father, came down to earth as the Lamb of God. But the next time he comes to this earth, he's coming as the lion of the tribe of Judah. Next time he's not coming as a lamb. Next time he's coming for war. Well, finish the war, actually. I'll see God do his open his mouth and it's done. Uh, we know this just from studying scripture. So that's why when if you're going to teach a scripture, you can't just camp out in an Old Testament one or a New Testament one without looking at the whole thing, how it relates to the, the whole context is in context within the chapter, the chapter itself, the book itself, and then the whole Bible. Then you got to look at it from covenants. Was it mentioned at all? That's the proper way God wants us to instruct others. That's the way we got to do it and bring it all down and then in order for applicably to apply it. So when you're looking at it, for it is witnessed of him. This is verse 17. You are a priest forever. Now this is Jesus Christ. He is a priest. Master Dick. Uh, what, was he preached forever? Obviously not. We didn't hear about him again until Hebrews. We didn't know what he is. He had no beginning, no end. So we know he's with God. We know he was a real person. Because it's mentioned both in um, Genesis. As well here in Hebrews. Reminding us. Uh, and Abraham gave tithe to him before tithes were instituted, before the tithes, before the uh, the first sacrifice. Actually, I think the tithe was first given with uh, Cain and Abel, actually, because it wasn't given to uh, their parents, the earthly parents, before that. What, how this, how the uh, numbers one is being misapplied. In every circle, it's saying automatically pastors got to come out. Paul served until death. Peter served until he died. Until he took actually, they were killed brutal deaths. They were martyred. Um, it's not saying the pastors just stay there. You know, you're there until God tells you to move to another place. And God will appoint another one. That is taking God out of the equation. By doing that, it's taking God out of the equation to saying, okay, God doesn't know what he's doing. So we're gonna, he's still one of the old covenant. Mm-mm, we're under Jesus Christ now. He's Lord. He's Savior. It's his church. The same token is, there's not one single temple, earthly temple, earthly building that God has ordained any longer. For now, the building of God is built on the body of Jesus Christ, who is the true church. It's us who believe in Jesus Christ, who surrender to him, who's laid down our will. You, know, you can have pastors that are, that are theologians that have strayed, that have become theologians based on the law, um, but not knowing that the law is the shadow of things to come. I'm going to make that around one day. i go back to the Hebrews one. Uh, and even go over to uh, chapter 8 of Hebrews. 
for when the new covenant, that means the old covenant passed away. It's gone. Um, this this is 22, verse 22 of uh, 7. This makes Jesus the guarantor of a better covenant. The former priest were many in number because they were prevented by death from continuing office. But he holds his priesthood, this is Jesus, permanently because he continues forever. It's just like, yeah, those priests, you know, probably the age of 50 back then, you think what the priest had to do. You know, they had to take the sacrifices. People were bringing in bulls, lamb, uh, lambs, sheeps, uh, pigeons were probably the lightest ones. Can you imagine an older person physically trying to do it apart from the power of God? Paul was doing stuff that, um, by the power of God, David could only fought those as a teenage boy could only have fought that bear and that lion coming after him by the power of God because I don't care how much you buff up how much um, extra protein powders you have how much um, beta kids I don't know all the health drinks out there there's too many of them I don't care how much you pump iron out there you know and even, even Schwarzenegger even the Tyson any of these you know ones that buffed up could fight a bear. You're not going to none. There's not a man or woman ever alive uh, that can fight a bear out there with their bare hands without the power of God. You can see people. Matter of fact, God has, through myself, his own testimony, that people are amazed that I can't do the custodial job in seven to eight hours saving the company you're minimizing overtime by doing the job and doing it successfully by the power of Jesus Christ. God will always put us in a position that is beyond ourselves. Nothing is beyond Him. If we're in doing a position, if we think we're doing a position by our own strength, we will fail eventually. We will die out. Our bodies will become physically tired. They'll get injured when we're trying to do it upon ourselves. That's pride. That's also, which is sin. Rebellion. David got to the place when he became comfortable in the kingship. He says, man, I'm going to stand upon my palace and look at my kingdom. It ain't even his kingdom. It wasn't his kingdom. It was God's he gave to him. Well, of course, God corrected that. Um, those sins of that pride that entered one set. One on top of another leads to another. Unless we surrender to God. Unless we hear God's voice say, uh, what are you doing there? Get back. <laughs> Just... You're sinning against me. Sit back. That's it. <laughs> step back. Take a step back. Okay. <clears throat> he didn't do it with the pride. He didn't do it with the lust. He didn't do it with the misusing his power um, to take to go after what he wanted. Not what God had it for him. <laughs> Bathsheba was not part of God's initial plan. But God knew what was going to happen. He was trying. He was in there. But once we get into sin, we get a we step away from God. We move away from God. He don't move. We move in, we stop hearing from them. So by saying, and then you got human resources, personnel directors, recruiters that are trying to push out the uh, the older ones saying, well, they can't do that position anymore. They got all this experience, but it's just like, oh, no, they can't do it anymore. That's bunk. That's basically doing Satan's work. It's pushing out. However, there could be another thing in plan too, and this is a warning to some. Oops, wrong one. Uh, over in Isaiah chapter 3, there is a prophetic, and this is like no judgment of Judah in Jerusalem. Or this was their judgment. 
verse number 12. Nowhere have I been able to uncover has this been fulfilled, but we're seeing it now. My people, infants, are their oppressors, and women rule over them. Satan's changed the order. I've this God already gave me a lesson on that and stuff there. Go look on the same sermon down there. All my people, your guides mislead you, and they swallowed you for the course of their path. Unless, by doing that, by saying you're pushing out the order, Hitler did the same thing. His plan was to destroy Jews because he hated to create his own Aryan people. We know that plan failed because it you know, got allowed it for a purpose. To when we get astray, God will allow Satan to come in and use him to correct us, to bring it back, to say, "You sure that's what you want to do? You sure you want to go against me? You want you want to sin against me? I showed you the right way." He delivers. He delivered the people of God from Egypt, the power of Pharaoh, the oppression of Pharaoh, at the appropriate time, at the appointed time. He's going to deliver us from. He delivers us from every from every attack. But yet we still reject him. We still disobey him. We still refuse to listen to him. God's commandments are not burdensome. They still must be obeyed. But to say to push a pastor out because he's old. To replace him with that one. Now, is God bringing judgment on that church because they sinned against him? By bringing in a young person. Is he allowing it to happen uh, for that one? Or is the HR, the HR personnel trying to push them out so they can get in there and get in that power? We got that happening in our governments today. We got that happening in our churches. They're bringing the younger ones. Now remember, Isaac was not as on fire for God. As his father Abraham was. And Jacob was even less. But you can look back at all the generations of Israel. The ups and downs. How many they became comfortable. And then. They themselves died. Because these bodies do die. They're appointed to death. First death. But when we know God. That just means we go into his presence. Now there are times that God will say. Okay I need you to come over here. And I'm going to put somebody else in there. I'm going to put another man of God in there out there. So that's this is not said. Then you got Moses did not start serving until he was actually 85. He began come back, you know, around 40. But he had to leave and depart uh, for a while because when he killed that uh, Egyptian out there when he was defending his people, he like apparently stepped away from God the way I the way I understand it you know, at this point. But I understand it's always limited. However... Yes, that still occurred. He wasn't 85 until he uh, took that out. So how are you going to use scriptures, different scriptures, uh, to try and say pushing the old out? So if you got, so I'm just hoping that this brother sees the error of his way, sees the whole counsel of God, and goes back before God and just say, okay. It might be used by God to turn people over to Satan because of the rebellion. Now, there are churches out there, not the true church of God. The true church of God, they're sitting in churches, whether they're rebelling or not, so that God can use them to be his light in that church to show them, uh, boys and girls, you're mixing with the world here. Come out, come back out of the world. Repent before me. All I've got to do is repent and confess. Jesus is our advocate. 
He's trying to wake us up. He's trying to get us attention. You're attaching to this world. You're being just like Lad's wife. You're loving this world too much. I'm getting ready to come in the clouds for you. There's still two church. They're, when the rapture occurs, when God's timing is perfect and he pulls out his church, there's going to be church buildings that's still going to have Unfortunately, they're still going to have people sitting there. They're going to say, uh, we were a 100 people. Now we're down to 10 or 20 or 1 or 3. We don't know how many because we don't know. Well, we should be able to tell who they are. But what makes them well? There's going to be some that's going to sit in that churches. Some of them are going to be pastors in the uh, pulpits. They're going to say, uh, I think I screwed up. Yeah. And when that point comes up, you're basically turned over to Satan, to Antichrist. You're turned over yourself. You're turned over to your flesh. You need to say, okay, God, don't let me take the mark. But his Holy Spirit's not going to be there. He's not going to be there to comfort. He's not going to be there. His power's not going to be there. He'll be far behind. And, you know, the saint still has the uh, boundary that he has to follow, and he won't cross it. Even when uh, he wanted to tempt Job out there to see, was sure he can get him to stray. Boy, did he defeat, did he suffer defeat on that one, but he never did. Even when after his wife, who was listening to him, was saying, well, just curse God and die. Obviously, she wasn't right with God at that point. If she had been, she wouldn't have said that. <laughs> She must have repented because God didn't take her out. Uh, <clears throat> her husband corrected her. And then he restored everything at the appointed time. We don't know how long that was. There's a weak guess on it. Uh, and when we write papers out there um, to fulfill a uh, testament. So again, be very careful with uh, only looking at a pastor that's young. Make sure you're actually seeking God first and listening to His voice. That involves sitting before Him quietly. I ain't learned that yet. So I can't help you on that one. This, Bobby, that's still a log in my eye. Um, but same token, when God's telling you to speak, speak. You're going to have, remember, it wasn't the governmental leaders that went after people. It's the religious leaders that were not right with God that went after the people. That went after Paul, went after Peter, that went after the other disciples of Jesus Christ. They're the ones that incited the governmental leaders. They're the ones that say, hey, you got this law? Go ahead and obey it. It was um, the fellow governors with Daniel that uh, incited Nebuchadnezzar to go against uh, the Hebrew boys, Daniel and the, other, and the three. So, we're very careful how we're influencing government for religious purposes versus Jesus Christ. If Jesus Christ is in it, if he's being glorified, if he's in control of it, then we will see miracles. We will see signs and wonders out there that are eternal. When God heals somebody, it's healed for eternity. When man heals somebody, like a doctor heals you, temporary. It's going to reoccur. I've had two hernia surgeries. One was a double. If the if the first one was healed by Jesus Christ, I wouldn't have got the second one. But it may be I may have stayed too long, so I'm not doing a position. Uh, God says, "Okay, done. That's the way I want you to go." Sometimes we can do that because we like that paycheck. Sometimes even preachers will keep their congregants there so they get that paycheck so they can get that higher ten percent. 
chew on that one for a while. Sit before the Lord on that one. I'm not accusing nobody of sinning, uh, but God is. God is showing error. Doesn't care to destroy us. He does it to correct us, to say, just confess. I'm right here. Confess before me. And as First John says, I forgive you. But we have to come to him first. He wants us to take the step. So, to those that are trying to push people out because of age, be very careful what you're doing. You may be going against God himself. And that's never a good thing to do. So, just some insight. So, so who is God calling to? Um, if you're a church seeking a pastor, don't don't just look against the. If somebody seems too old, or somebody, another thing that's being applied. I'm going to end with this one. Uh, that's being misapplied is on the old Leviticals. They always look to Leviticals. They always look to current priests, to the families. The descendants. God does not work it out like that. You won't see that in the New Testament all saying, well, my daddy was a pastor, so that means I had to be a pastor too. That's Old Testament. Why don't you get in the New Covenant where you belong? It may be. I'm not saying God's not calling them, but when it's a succession like that, you know, pastor, this is my daddy's church. Oh, really? I thought it was the church of Jesus Christ. If it was truly honor him. Be very careful with that one too, because that's not biblical. You're living under the old covenant. Uh-uh. Get in the new covenant where you belong. Get under Jesus Christ where you belong. You don't belong in the old covenant no more. Come out from that. Come under Jesus Christ. He may want you to go somewhere else. So be careful with that one because that's, that's another application that's being done. Thank you. Father God, I pray that you will use this rebuking, use this correction, not just for myself. Thank you for this, Father God. I praise you, Lord, that you, you don't correct us for our destruction. You correct us for to help us to stay on your path and walk according to your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Love you all.